Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire, your home for Williamsville sports. Been a couple weeks since the guys were able to get together and record, but we're excited to be back here. As always, I'm joined by Nathan Simcoe. Nathan, how are you doing today? Sensational. And today we add a member uh, to the group, uh, Mr. Cole Brewer. Cole, how you doing? Pretty good. Glad that uh, you're able to get back on here. Real question is, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back here getting ready to talk about Williamsville sports and, you know, maybe give a couple updates on what The Wire is doing behind the scenes. But right now, one of the hottest topics around uh, Williamsville is this Assassin's game. Cole, Nathan, you guys both have Assassin's teams. Cole, how's your team doing right now? I mean, if you look at the standings, pretty good. Um, I mean, my team's uh, actually in second to you, I think. So um, we're doing great. Uh, we've got we froze frozen at least one person. So if you're not first, you're last. Okay. Well, we're definitely not last because there's. A Here's lot of a quick there. leaderboard uh, posted by Dubville Assassins. That is at Assassins Dubville on Twitter. If you're wanting to follow the action. Uh, in for, tied for first place, Team Clay Coker and Team Cole Brewer, both with four. Then in third, Team David Jenkins with three. Fourth, Team Colin Ripto with two. Then Team Lindsey Law also with two. Hunter Moser with two. Colvin Fleck with two. Team Ali Henriksen also has two. These next teams have one apiece. Olivia Fandel, Gage Knowles, Mason Litiker, Ross Bodine. And then rounding out the field... Yet to uh, get any points, Katie Zobis, Matthew Miller, Kendall Ray, Tanner Dively, Aubrey Kirkman, and Elise Olasab. So How updated it, is that leaderboard? That was yesterday. yesterday. Okay. I think, I'm not too sure, but I believe the uh, team, I want to say Fandel maybe, got another last night. Hmm. So, you know, just kind of looking at all these things, you see all the videos of all these different eliminations. How does a team truly get eliminated, and how hard has that been to do just through the early goings? Of it's this? awful. Well, it's, it's uh, awful. It's, yes. But not only that, at this stage, it's really almost impossible to get... False. Well, it's not impossible, but especially at this stage with everyone being able to revive. and um, so A lot of people, though, are on their last... last Life, so. A lot of people have gotten knocked out and they're down to a revive. I just want to say I'm I've not gotten hit yet, so I haven't either. So just wait till we get your team. I mean, I've heard stories about people just kind of sitting around people's houses for hours at a time. What's it like? How do you guys have the time to do that? Just go out and just sit there. So in the back of my trunk right now actually is a lawn chair, uh, one of those little mini grills. Um, and a bunch of water bottles. So you just tell your parents that, oh, I'm eating here tonight, like in front of someone's house. I mean, I will, like the other night at Ellie's, me and Will were getting ready to cook some brats up on the grill. Butter, so It didn't quite come to that. Didn't but not. you were prepared. The lawn chair was out, though. It was yeah. too long of a wait. But, to the, but, the, the but the grill, do you have a bag of like Kingsford charcoal out there? No, 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 no. It's all in propane. Oh, it's propane? Oh, yeah. Okay. Big know. propane type of guy. Cole, what's the longest that you've ever sat and waited for someone? Four and a half hours. Four and a half hours? <laughs> yeah. For me, it's... So, uh, well, it was a, it was about an hour following them through Sherman and Williamsville and into Riverton a little bit. And then we went back to her house, and it was about three hours, three and a half hours. Uh, for me, it's been an hour, and we didn't even get the person. <laughs> See, you can't, you can't so, sit and not get them. You got to yeah, get them at I that. Wish, I wish we did. But yeah, definitely a, a good topic. You know, maybe next week we look into bringing in a couple of teams, maybe getting an interview 
or two out of the. I this think, this could I think be, that'd a be hub. very dangerous. It would be dangerous. Uh, Maybe a safe zone potential by Will. There'd be a have to. There'd have to be something figured out. There would there. have to be something. Because I'm not. Out. I'm not doing it if there isn't a safe zone. <laughs> I'll involve uh, myself in talks with Will uh, over this week. Try to make that happen, but. With the Assassin's update out of the way, let's take a turn and move into girls' soccer for the first sport that we will discuss today. The girls' soccer team enters this week's schedule with a record of 13-5-1. Just had a tough game against the Pleasant Plains Cardinals. Lost that one 7-0, but you know, you take a look at that game, really through the opening parts of the game, the wind was really working with Pleasant Plains really working against the Bullets, and I'm not going to say that that's the reason that Plains won that game. Plains is a very good team. We've seen it uh, throughout the course. Twice now this year. Twice this season, but the first time it was a much closer game. and you know, 3-0, I believe? Yeah, I think it was 3-0 the last time that they played. So, you know, Pleasant Plains, they could be a team that Williamsville sees in the postseason. So what do you think is something that Williamsville could improve on if they see Pleasant Plains or a team like Pleasant Plains come postseason play? Um, Ella Wilcoxon is a freshman, I believe. She's very talented. Uh, slowing her down would really help. Um, I believe she's had a couple goals against us. So just make someone else step up and take her role and see if they can fill those shoes. Also, I mean, we haven't even scored against them. So, I mean, you obviously got to find the net at least once or twice in those games, especially if you can uh, get Plains' offensive to be shut down, then you got to you gotta score some goals. Yeah, I, I think one thing is that first game that they lost 3 to nothing. Um, I remember they may have gotten the ball past half one or two times. So I think one thing they just need to maybe clear it more. Um, just try to keep it away from our net um, because they obviously can find the back of the net very frequently. So I don't know, but definitely got to stop some of the goals and uh, add a few for us. Yeah, one thing that you do talk about, Cole, is uh, Wilcox and Addie Frazee had a couple of goals against us. Tegan Morley's had a couple of goals against us. So Plains is getting offense from a lot of different places on the field, and it feels like the Plains defense is kind of able to lock in on a Grayson Mirabile. So just trying to find a way to kind of space out the ball a little bit more. We had this same conversation with Cam Fry during boys' soccer seasons, and anytime you can really get the ball uh, spread out across the field, it's going to help your team, and you're going to be able to uh, have a better chance to get it across and get it towards the net and that's just, as you guys mentioned, that's kind of what the Bullets have struggled against in their two games against Plains. One of our freshmen went down against Plains, correct? Uh, one of our frequent goal scorers, actually, Claire Carter. ACL, I believe. Yeah, I was actually at, I was at that game. We had a game that night that went long, and we watched a little bit of that game, and that was kind it, of a bad, that was a bad I, injury. We would like to uh, wish Claire Carter a full recovery from that injury and, you know, we hope to see her back for next soccer season, and uh, we just send out all those thoughts towards her. But at this time, we will turn and take a look at the upcoming schedule for the Williamsville Lady Bullets soccer team. Their schedule is down to two more regular season games on Monday, so tomorrow. They play Warrensburg-Latham in the Moreau-Forsyth Co-op, co-op at home. And then they round out their season on Wednesday 
at SHG. So two big games for the girls' soccer team coming up. Simcoe, how do you feel about the remainder of the regular season schedule? Well, they're playing two really good teams. I think Moroa and Warnsburg, that co-op is 11-4. and four. Um, So that's obviously a good team. And then SHG, they're always going to be solid. I think they're 13-6. and six. Um, So obviously that's comparable to us. I mean, us at 13-5 and we have that one tie. Um, so comparable games. We're playing about, I'd say, probably level opponents. So... Definitely some games that'll challenge us heading into the playoffs. That'll be good experience. Did not know they only play five Sangamo Conference games. Well, a lot of teams co-op. You have to remember Port and Nathan's co-op. Does Riverton with Tri City? Yeah, Williamsville is the only team in the Sangamo Conference that That's doesn't alone. co-op. Yeah. For Athens uh, with what Port about Plains? Uh, Plains with New Plains Berlin. Plains isn't with New Berlin. Oh, uh, four and one though. Second in the conference. Yeah, I just want to take a look at the common opponents. Both teams have played uh, St. Teresa, St. Thomas More, uh, Riverton Tri-City Co-op, Lutheran Mount Zion, and uh, Bloomington Central Catholic, and a lot of similar results. Both teams have beat St. Teresa. Both teams have beat St. Thomas More. Both teams have beat Riverton Tri-City. Both teams lost to Mount Zion. Both teams lost to them by a score of 1-0, and then... Williamsville lost to Bloomington Central Catholic 3-1. Warrensburg, Latham, Moroa lost to Bloomington Central Catholic 2-1. And then uh, both teams beat Pena. Williamsville beat Pena 6-0. And then uh, Warrensburg, Latham, Moroa beat them 2-1. So a lot of similarities between these two teams. I think that tomorrow could be a uh, very good game. It's going to be a very good and fun game to watch, I think. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to who yeah. knows the other team more. It'll pro- who, I, I generally say it'll be a low-scoring game, maybe like one, oh yeah. or two, one or two goals. It's either going to be super low or super high. It's yeah. It just depends how the goalies are and how the defense is playing. I think it's going to be low-scoring. Yeah, I personally. think, think we'll one. see a low-scoring one. One-to-one tie game. One-to-one tie. I got two. I got, you know what? I'll go Hot two. topic. You know what? You I'll go one expecting a tie. You know I what? am right now. I'll go 2-0 Williamsville. Yeah, but I definitely think that tomorrow's game is going to be good, you know? I really have a lot of faith in what Lily Johns can do in the goal, not just this season, but moving forward. And she hasn't freshman, allowed, correct? Yeah, she's a freshman. She she hasn't allowed too many goals. Uh, you know, she's she's grown throughout the course of the season. Very it's it's team. a young team, so it's gonna be fun to kind of watch them grow uh, as the years go on. But then after the Warrensburg Latham Row Forsyth game, you move on and you take SHG at SHG to round out the season. So definitely a tough game. Anytime you go to anytime you get SHG, it's gonna be tough. Going to SHG, even tougher. SHG is a tough environment. We saw that in the uh, girls regional game, which of course they were able to win that regional game. So we're definitely hoping for more of the same thing when the girls soccer team travels to SHG, but. SHG comes into the game with a record of 13-6-1 against Williamsville's 13-5-1. Uh, SHG at home is 5-4-1. Williamsville away, they're competing at a 6-2 record. And then uh, the common opponents, Jacksonville, St. Teresa, and Pleasant Plains. The SHG girls soccer team was able to beat Pleasant Plains by a score of 2-1. to one. They beat St. Teresa 5-0, and they beat Jacksonville 4-0. So definitely seems like it's going to be hard to score on this SHG soccer team. So after the SHG game, that will bring an end to the regular season, and then it will be moved into the regional. 
Williams will host their own regional. That regional begins on May 10th. Uh, they play at 4.30 against Champaign Judah Christian. Champaign Judah Christian enters the regional with a record of 06-3. Williamsville has the one seed. Champaign Judah Christian is the nine seed. And then the four and the seven seed, which Williamsville will play if they take care of business in the first round. The four seed is Athens. The seven seed is uh, Champaign St. Thomas More. That regional championship would be played on Saturday, May 14th at 11 a.m. in Williamsville. Williamsville's played Athens twice this season. Two uh, close matchups, and the second one closer than the first. So what do you think we could see from a third installment of Williamsville-Athens? Um, I mean, well, if Athens can take care of business and we end up facing them, they're probably – Athens hasn't even scored, so they're going to have to change something on the offensive side, and then we're going to have to adjust to that. So that's pretty much all Williamsville, I think, needs to focus on. I would agree with that. And going from 3-0 to 1-0 – there's got it. They skipped a number, so it's got to be two zero. Yeah, I think that we could definitely see another tight matchup between the two teams. Uh, it's hard to shut a team out three times, so I do think that Athens will be able to find the back of the net. In You're the right. Next one. I'm going to go with two one. Two one. Yeah, I think it's going to be somewhere in that range. Two one, maybe three one. What way it'll go? Who knows? But it'll be a two to one ball game. I think it'll be two one, Bill. You think it'll be two one, Williamsville? Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat there but you know then they make it to the warrensburg latham sectional uh in that they're playing the uh winner of the normal university regional in that regional normal plays stanford and then macomb plays canton so if it comes down to that we'll start breaking down that regional uh, later on but i think that is pretty much going to do it for this week's segment on girls soccer when does and- the regional start the regional starts on May 10th at 4.30 p.m. in Williamsville. So we'd love to see you guys out there uh, really try to pack that field to give our girls the advantage, and hopefully they have a good postseason run this year. But that is going to do it for soccer, and we will move into the softball segment of this week's episode. The softball team comes into the week with a record of 8-10. and 10. You know, they just played in that tough Panther Classic uh, they did get a win against East Moline. They won that game 9-5, to but then they had some tough games against Barrington, Pontiac, and Brimfield. Then they got a win against the Athens Warriors, and then a tough loss against Pleasant Plains. That loss was 3-2. to We'll take a quick dive into the batting stats for the Williamsville Bullets. Maddie Roberts leads the way in average with the terms of 448. Then it's Nicole Sinks with 422. Um, Naomi Roberts is sporting a 361 average, so three solid hitters there. And uh, the Lady Bullets have had a good amount of success with the long ball this year. They have 14 home runs on the season. Maddie Roberts has four. Nicole Sinks has two. Naomi Roberts also has four home runs, and they all bat near the top of the lineup. So definitely a lot of power uh, from the top of the order. Miranda File also has three home runs on the year. Lindsey Law has one. So a lot of good things hitting-wise for this team. What do you think of the Bullets entering this week play? Nathan. Yeah, I mean, they're they're below 500, but they do have some solid wins. And they have, um, obviously, Maddie Roberts, who's kind of – I mean, she's a senior, and she's, you know, the captain of this team, and uh, she's done well in that spot. And uh, 
they have picked up some big wins. You know, they did get a tough loss there against Pleasant Plains, um, but they did get a good win against Athens. So, I mean, you can't complain too much about that. They did. They have lost a few conference games, obviously. Uh, just told you Pleasant Plains, but they also lost to Auburn and Moroa Forsyth. Um, and, uh, you know, so they do have a few conference losses. So, I mean, as far as the conference race is concerned, you know. They I might, think they're in fourth in the conference. Yeah, so that as far as the conference goes, you know, probably. They're right in the middle. Yeah, probably not going to be at the top of that. But as far as the regional goes, you know, they could still get a pretty good seed. They just, you got to focus on these last games here down the home stretch. The contest this week, Bullets open on Monday night against Rochester at home, and then on Wednesday, on Tuesday, they play New Berlin at home for senior night, and then they round out the week on Friday, taking on Morton at home. The only game scheduled to be broadcasted this week for softball is that Friday game at home against Morton. As on Tuesday, the Live Wire will be taking a trip out to Moreau Forsyth for the Sangamo Conference track meet, so that will definitely be an experience there, but some tough competition for the Lady Bullets this week, talking just uh, to some of the players. Rochester could be a pretty good game. New Berlin, they always uh, seem to bring in a solid team uh, in Sangamo play. And then definitely some big games this week. Uh, I could see the Bullets uh, possibly winning all three, maybe dropping one of them. But I think it could be a really good week for the Williamsville Bullets. Uh, we'll move over to uh, pitching stats. Hattie Bond picked up her 100th strikeout of the year. She sits at 111 right now. Across 91 innings pitched, 15 games played, 13 of those with starts. Um, ERA is at 2.769. WHIP is at 1.330. So definitely some very impressive numbers for Hattie Bond throughout the going of this season. Do you think you know maybe we start seeing maybe a little bit of fatigue? In Hattie Bond down the stretch? I mean, from if you you look at like softball pitchers compared to baseball pitchers, two different motions, so it's a lot easier on their arm. But you look at Peyton Long, and I mean, she threw every game. She did the same thing for UIS these past couple years. So obviously, they can go a while and not really get um, tired in the arm, maybe more just energy drained, but um, she's obviously done well so far and is still doing well so I mean you may get to see not so meaningful games she may not throw just give her a break she's done very well obviously uh Nathan how important you know you see uh Hattie Bond coming into this season you saw Miranda File as one of the top pitchers on the team and she definitely still is one of the top pitchers on the team but she sustained that knee injury how important is it that the Bullets work her more into the pitching rotation as we uh reach time closer to the regional you're, yeah, you're going to have to tell me this. Has she been working at all pitching recently? Pitch many innings at all? On the season, she has 20 and a third innings pitched across six games. Uh, ERA has been increased just through, uh, you know, you're pitching a lower number of innings, but the whip is still under two. I mean, if, I mean, obviously Hattie's been the main pitcher, so I mean, if you're gonna go what with it her. sounds like is Miranda's coming in as Hattie's relief. Yeah, I mean that's oh, that's I mean, a good plan. That's three innings through those six games. That's an average of three innings a game. So yeah, I would say Hattie gets in a squeeze, then Miranda's gonna come in and finish get again. him out of there. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But that's I definitely, 
especially for playoff time. I mean, you'd probably want Hattie to go, you know, obviously start every game. But if you get in jams like that, you're going to need somebody yeah, that's going to be able to come. You're not going to be able to throw the same person over and over again, especially no. after teams have seen it already. Especially with those games being back to yes. back. Every day. The uh, Williamsville Bullets, they do host the regional this year. A lot of regionals being hosted. You'll love to see it. This especially from a school standpoint. You want everybody to come out, see the new facilities going up behind the uh, softball fields. The regional is scheduled to start on Tuesday, May 17th, but definitely a few more conference games to get in through there. So definitely some exciting, it's an exciting time in Williamsville, especially as we near the ends of uh, our final set of seasons for the year. At this time, we will take a turn over to the Williamsville baseball team. The baseball team enters this week's uh, play at a record of 10-11. This week, they play Mount Zion, New Berlin, Taylorville, and they round out the week on the 7th with Springfield Southeast. So this could be a big week for the Williamsville Bullets. You know, they come in there around that 500 mark. Simcoe, what do you see the Bullets doing this week in terms of wins and losses? You know, I think Who this... Who do they have again? Uh, this week they have Mount Zion, New Berlin, Taylorville, and Springfield Southeast. Four games. You know, I think this is a really big opportunity for them to get back to 500 or possibly greater than that, so... Um, they'll have a few tough games in here, but I mean, we have I a could good see team. depending on who New Berlin throws, it could be a pretty good Newber- game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree because you know, if you get like Bixby, um, yeah. they got a couple sophomores on that team. I don't know if they, they have any older guys, but Gannon, I think, is on uh, there. Dodd, Gannon, Dodd. Yep. So the, those two are definitely. If, if they give, I think, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if Bix, Bixby's pitched recently or not. I'm not really in that depth, but if. They throw him, you know, that always gives them a shot, so you never know. Yeah, you know, this week they open, actually tomorrow they're away against Mount Zion. So Mount Zion-Williamsville, that's always kind of a good battle. Uh, I could see that one going either way. I think they're going to get the win against New Berlin. I think they get the win against Taylorville, and I think think they get the win against Springfield I think they get the win against Mount Zion. You think they get? Yeah, because Mount Zion or Mount Zion went to ten innings against Pleasant Plains, and they I think they won like nine to five. We that was the game that we were waiting for when I watched that soccer game. So that Mount Zion, which we obviously beat Pleasant Plains pretty pretty good. So I think that we'll definitely be able to compete with Mount Zion. Yeah, I think that we could see a sweep from the Williamsville baseball team this week. Put them over five hundred, but you know then they got a close it out they've got three games the following week actually four games to close out the season as they have a double header against to a topless but Simcoe just looking at this week's games they won every game they played last week they beat uh Argentoriana they beat Pleasant Plains they beat Athens and they beat Athens uh so three wins there uh do you think this Williamsville baseball team's kind of getting back into the groove you know, they have found, you know, they found their offense, and that's always good. I think pitching is always going to be a little bit of kind of like a deal to, that you're going to have to deal with. But uh, if you can find the offense, then, you know, your pitching and defense have got to come along as well. Their defense has played better, I've noticed, not as many errors in these games. So that's always good to see, and uh, hopefully they can continue to do that. that. 
you know, the day they played Bloomington Central Catholic and Normal U-High, they had a nine-inning game against BCC. And you go into that game, the Bullets, they'd kind of had a rough stretch. Uh, they they were in kind of a losing streak. And then not only to take BCC through 10 innings, but also to win that game. How far do you think that went in boosting the morale for Williams? Oh, it was big. I mean, especially in tough games, you know, the year early, you know, I think they were... They were leading by a little bit in that game, and then they, I think BCC came back. I think and, it kind of kept going back and forth. Well, it may have been, but I think Williamsville actually separated by at least like three runs at one point in that game. And then uh, BCC came back and forced extras, and then Ryan Mendenhall kind of shut it down on the mound, and I think Hunter Moser had a big triple that gave us two runs, and that was the winning. Those, those were the two winning runs, so... When and when you're in a tight game like that, and you can find a way to get a win, those are always that's big uh, morale boosters, and that was a big game. Yeah, through that game, uh, Williamsville actually opened. They took advantage of a rough pitching day for BCC. They went up 5-0 in the opening inning, and then you know the BCC defense pretty much held the rest of the game as BCC's offense kind of chipped away at that lead, but uh. BCC got up, and I believe Kyle Griffith hit a uh, sack fly to bring in maybe the tying run uh, or one of the leading runs, but it was definitely a good game back and forth through the late innings, and I think that that was one of the biggest confidence boosters for the Williamsville Bullets this season. So I think that that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Williamsville Wire. Before we close off, we have gotten the updated leaderboard from Will Buttinger, sitting alone in first place. I know my co-host, uh, Cole Brewer, is not going to want to hear this, but it's Team Clay Coker with five. Uh, then Co- Team Cole Brewer is in second place with four. Then uh, in third with three is David Jenkins. That's my team. And then a one, two, three, four, five, six, a six-way tie for fourth place between Team Colin Ripper to Team Lindsey Law, Team Hunter Moser, Team Colvin Fleck, Team Ali Hendrickson, and Team Gage Knowles, all with two apiece. So hopefully we're going to be able to get some of those Assassins teams in here next week. But uh, that's going to do it for this week.